0: Hey, Chanel, thank you so much for giving us the chance to talk about women in language and for taking this audio from me. So I'm going to talk about women in language, which is starting on Thursday, the 7th of March. I'm going to quickly run through your interview questions, which were very interesting. There's quite a storm going on outside, (laughs) so I hope you can't hear any noisy winds in the background. And if you can, let's take it as atmosphere. So your first question, what was the genesis for women in language? That was it it's it's interesting because what happened is Lindsay and I were chatting after recording an episode of The Fluent Show, just sort of winding down, having a little chat on Skype, and she mentioned you know, were talking plans for the future, and she mentioned, you know, I have been thinking about some kind of event, I think it would be really cool to have something celebrating International Women's Day with languages and to just have an event of putting on a lot of women, bringing together a lot of women to talk about languages. And I just basically exploded with excitement right there, was because I thought, oh my god, I had been wanting to do the same thing. When you go to amazing events like the Polyglot Gathering, Polyglot Conference, Langfest and so many more, it makes you want to do something like that yourself. It makes you want to join in and organize. And I love people, love organizing events. So I didn't, Lindsay didn't even have to say anything. I was like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. Sounds amazing. I've been having similar ideas. I haven't been able to put them as, as eloquently as you, but I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Where do we start? How do we start? And that's how we started. And we, we straight away thought, well, there's an obvious person who needs to be part of this team and that's Shannon our friend Shannon and luckily he sort of put the idea to her on Skype a week later and she said yes and that was how women in language started out we originally thought it was only going to be one day long but quickly realized we can we can do so much more with the amount of amazing incredible women who are out there second question did we have any doubts y- yes you always have doubts don't you <laughs> and and i've i've noticed i am I'm probably the pessimist w- team member so we um you know we 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 ha- we were slightly apprehensive about putting something out and saying hey we would like to create this thing that only that celebrates the, f- the voices of women and puts women on the stage and we did have some pushback some reactions from Guys sort of going, oh, where's the the men in language conference? And I'm always saying to them, please do it. Because I would go to the men in language conference. I think that that's just as interesting an angle. So and after the second, after the first one, the first one was such a success, went so much better, was so much more popular than we thought. So. I must say, i c- I came to this encouraged. i I thought, uh, you know I, nev- I never I never approach anything thinking it's going to be a huge success, but I thought it was going to work, and I know it works. and we we have had a wonderful response from the community. People are excited. What was our preparation? Uh, it's a long story, really. Uh, very roughly speaking, we split into we split our team of Shannon, Lindsay and Kirsten into three different areas. One of us looks after the marketing and all of the visual identity and all those pictures and also the marketing emails and all that thing, all that stuff that we send out. One of us looks after the schedule, contacting all the speakers, booking them in, finding the time slot that fits in with their schedule, keeping them informed and making sure everybody knows when to be where. And one of us looks after the website and all the tech and just generally keeps the whole thing running, all the videos, makes sure the videos are in the right place, etc. That is roughly how we break down. We also communicate regularly with each other. when When it's really crunch time, we've got weekly meetings, but otherwise we also have got a lot of instant messaging going on. And we found, we we all had experience working together with webinars, with different projects. Lindsay and I do the podcast. Shannon and Lindsay do Language Study Club. This, you know, we we were natural collaborators already. So we knew that this was going to work. And that's where we are at this stage. Did we have any difficulty securing speakers? Well, as you can tell... By the schedule, which this year has more speakers than it did last year, we, we're doing okay. We always want to do better. I'm I'm a person who always thinks I can do better. I wouldn't say I had any big difficulties. This year was slightly different. It was quite interesting because this year we contacted more people who don't necessarily know about us and the conference yet. So you're approaching a speaker and you have to say... Y- y- you come at it differently because you have to explain the idea of women in language and what it's all about but no it's you know it's a a good cause and actually the female speakers that we had g- get what having a conference that is all female is about that this is an unusual experience you asked about the future of women in language in the near future the the this is definitely happening future i see next year's women in language i see hopefully another camp event as you noticed lindsay shannon and i were the organizers we don't speak at the big women in language conference we both hand the stage to other people and also run around like crazy, crazy headless chickens <laughs> uh, but we do want to participate and present and and you know pick out one of the core themes from the conference and and make a smaller event all about that. That's what we did in 2018. It was called Women in Language Camp. It was very successful. Took only one day. The talks were more intense, more personal, I would say, and more action focused. And it they were we only had Lindsay, me, and Shannon speaking. So it was a, a slightly different affair. And I can't say whether we're doing Women in Language Camp again, but my gut feeling of that one is, why not? Let's see. And in the long term, we do consider how and when we could make this an in real life event. So watch this space. It's it's still early days. We're still doing this in order to confirm that it even works. <laughs> the other question you asked me, Chanel, was about whether language conferences are heading towards the internet, whether more online events are happening. We're not the only online summit and online event. in in language learning, in the language field. And I hope that more will come because and and more well-organized, active, fun ones will come. Because I think as a speaker and as an organizer, and I've experienced it from both sides, not just at Women in Language, online conferences are really, really cool. And there is such a benefit to you not having to leave your house. However... In-person events where you travel to get there are so special, and nothing's ever going to come close to that either. They are two different things; they don't compete with each other. There's not a one thing or the other. I hope that we're going to see, perhaps, as many online events as offline events in the future. And I'm actually really pleased that Women in Language started online. We, you'd think we may maybe made it easy for ourselves, but we we didn't know whether it was going to work to have to have an event with. where everybody can essentially walk away at any time and they're not seen. But our experience was that the community is there and people really buy in and participate. So it was amazing. It was just amazing. (laughs) Okay, do we plan on having more speakers from a minority group? That's actually something that we worked on this year, worked um, on looking around and making sure that we've got more diversity in our range of speakers. And I must say that... And it's something that we, I freely, I freely admit, you know, last year, Lindsay Shannon and I, we, we were lucky to draw from our existing networks, but our existing networks, we are white ladies who speak English a lot, obviously they are, <laughs> then also white ladies who speak English a lot, not not exclusively at all, but this year we've got more speakers of color than last year, and I hope that trend will continue, and I'm going to work on making sure that that trend does continue. It's something that is important because we don't want to, the whole purpose of women in language is to make sure that we know there isn't just one person that looks like the perfect polyglot language learner or anything like that. You know, <laughs> we want to make sure that it's a welcoming space and everybody can feel like they can be they can be like this too. It's very, very inclusive. And that means, making sure that we don't we we represent all kinds of speakers. And one of the advantages of doing an online conference is that we can pull speakers in from all around the world. This year we've got Dolly presenting from Hong Kong, then we've got Penny from Melbourne, then we've got Abigail from wherever she is in the USA, I don't even know. Inky is originally Mongolian, Geraldine is presenting from France, Anya is presenting from Mexico, and that's not something that you can easily do as a conference organizer normally. And finally, you asked, how does one apply to speak at Women in Language? First of all, uh, let me emphasize that Women in Language is happening. And if you haven't experienced it yet, do, do please take the chance and experience it. The event costs $29. You get the full four days for that. That's over 30 presentations. And the tickets you can get from womeninlanguage.com com. Chanel, I know you've already got yours and we are so looking forward to hosting everybody at Women in Language. If you want to apply, at this stage we haven't had an application process. We haven't got a call for papers, we haven't got anything in that sense. We keep our eye open year long and the Women in Language process to book speakers has been an outreach process. So if you or any of your listeners want to speak at Women in Language, let us know. We know that, for example, you're very interested and, you you know, just let us know, perhaps propose a topic, but there is no application process as such because we've got that many speakers and we also want to curate the schedule to a certain extent so that we do bring in that diversity. And this year you can see that we have got documentary makers, teachers, authors, and then we've got academics, and then we've got language learners from the language learning community. We try to bring in together this wide, wide range, and that means we contact speakers who've never heard about women in language. So putting putting something out, asking people to apply, means only the people apply who've already heard of your conference. Whereas if you look out and you actually approach people w- at the same time and you say, hey, I see you, you're doing something really, really cool, would you like to speak? There is something extra there but ultimately it's gonna it's gonna start reflecting the limits of our worlds as well and we know that so watch this space (laughs) it may change for 2020 that is where we're at with speaking at women in language and we certainly invite you to to consider it to consider it if you're a woman in language do it if you are a woman or a any other gender in language or gender identity then apply by coming to watch us. That didn't make much sense. (laughs) Then just come and join us. Everybody is welcome to the party. And we are hosting a lightning talks round this year as well. So audience members on Thursday can propose a talk and possibly might get the chance to speak on Sunday for five minutes. Let's see how that works out. So women in language so far is an experiment, is a process. It's going well. And we love having you along for the ride.